Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Uh, I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. To be honest, I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to or we were going to do a show today. Uh, but I think grief, a lot of times, is is a communal thing. It's something that we all kind of go through together. It's a tough day, uh, obviously, for everybody, um, both on like a sports level. You know, we lost an icon, one of the absolute greatest ever uh, in the history of the sport and arguably the greatest Laker of all time. But also on a very human level, uh, a family is now without a dad and without a daughter. Um, you also had the coach of uh, Orange Community College or Orange Coast, Coast College. Um, they they lost both parents and, and one of the uh, daughters in, in that family. Uh, you know, everybody involved in this is just a, it's just a sad, sad day. Uh, but like I said, when, when you go through stuff like this, the, the best way to try to get through it is, is together. Um, we are, we turned on the microphones. I'm not sure where it's going to go. We're, uh, we're going to remember Kobe. We're going to, uh, it's some, you know, remember the best moments and, and, uh, try to summarize what it is that he means to us. Uh, Harrison, you and I both wrote stuff today for, for Silver Screen and Roll. And uh, I think it, it wasn't something that we did on purpose, but I think we kind of touched on the same thing, that it's not, it's not just the, the accolades. It's not just the accomplishments that drive people to Kobe. It's that he understood he was a flawed person. He was a flawed player. Uh, but that didn't stop himself from trying to become the best version of himself, both on and off the court, uh, especially later in life once he had kids. I thought that that really, really sh- shown uh, through in the way that he approached life post basketball. Uh, I'm what put me in the room while you were trying to write that. Put me in the room when you when you learned of of all this. Um, I'll start with the second one. Uh, so I was, uh, I was sitting and playing, uh, I I was sitting and playing PS4 on my couch with, uh, my fiance and today was supposed to be my day off. And we were just like, uh, we were, uh, testing out Jedi Fallen Order, which is great by the way. Um, yeah, we were playing that and I saw, I got a text actually, I, I only am just realizing the irony in this now. But um, from our former boss, Drew Garrison was like, <laughs> so it's like almost like flashback to like four or five years ago, getting an article assignment or something. I get like the first thing I saw was a text from my former editor saying, uh, hey, can you confirm this Kobe stuff? And I yeah. texted back. I was like, wait, what Kobe stuff? And then I started to look at my phone mm-hmm. and like it just, you know, I've it almost I don't even know if it hit me then. Like I almost I think went into autopilot mode at that point because I realized like, you know, I had a job to do and I needed to edit Christian's post on it. He had been messaging me. I had a missed call from him. Um, and it's just like, I don't even know that it really hit me until I think about two, like an hour or two hours later, I think I cried for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, just as like, you know, just, I think it was when I found out his daughter went down with him because that's just like, 
obviously this was a horrific and sad day regardless of whoever else was in there. But like just to find out like, you know, 13-year-old girls, man, like yeah. Yeah, and considering the fact that the last time we saw both of them, they were sitting there on the sideline. They were sitting there courtside, yeah. and and Kobe's sitting like coaching her through what they're watching. And actually, it was it's a really cool clip, and you know it's tough to watch now, but you can actually kind of see that Kobe glint in her eye, where you know when he was playing, he would see a crack in the defense, and his eyes would kind of light up, and and you kind of saw that same kind of you know, light behind the eyes. And, and, you know, the other thing that, uh, you know, cause everybody's going through and talking about not just Kobe, but, but also Gianna. And there's that Kimmel interview that he did where he said, you know, he says that he'll get stopped in public and people will say, Oh man, you got it. You got to have a son to carry on the legacy. And she'll go, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I got this, you know? And there's so much of everything that we love about Kobe evident in this 13 year old girl that was I mean, I, I don't think it's it's uh, too wild a prediction here, but I, she was probably destined for greatness. She was probably going to do some pretty special stuff. And, you know, that lifetime is just kind of dashed in, a, in, in what feels like a really pointless, senseless way. None, there, you know, death no, is always... No, there's no meaning to it. Yeah. You like, know, like there's no... dark, but this is this just seems just such a such a gut punch. There's no meaning to it. There was no – it wasn't natural. Like it wasn't yeah. – it just happened. And sometimes just freak stuff just happens. Like, you know, you talk about that day. I remember being in the building that day and like seeing that clip and seeing how proud Kobe was just walking her around, introducing her to celebrities yeah. and finally getting to be the cool dad, you know, like that <laughs> right, was uh, right. like just taking pictures of her with all of the yeah, like famous people, not, not, yeah. with, uh, not with himself. and. Yeah. Like, uh, and then I remember, and I wrote about this in my piece, like I flash back to, I was at Disneyland. Uh, it was a, it was a number of months ago, but I was walking around with my fiance and some of our friends and their little daughter. And we were walking through and, uh, like all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, was that just Kobe? And yeah, it was Kobe just walking with, uh, like his two oldest daughters. And then he had the third daughter and was just kind of bouncing her on his shoulders and he was smiling and, you know, like it just like, like he just was, he was, he was a good dad. Or at least it seemed as though Mm -hmm. he was. And he was a very openly proud dad and, like, clearly loved his kids. And, you know, it's just – it just sucks. It does. You know? It it absolutely does just suck. And, you know, we could try to put any number of words to it, but but really that's all we're going to keep coming back to is it's just – this just fucking sucks. Let's take a a quick second here. When we come back, uh, we'll go – we'll take a walk down memory lane – and, uh, you know, go through some of our favorite memories here. See if we can brighten the mood here. Uh, I have one already off the top of my head that I'll, I'll start with, and then we'll see where that goes. So, obviously, when something like this happens, you, you know, you start rethinking, all right, what was the... You get people asking, what's your favorite Kobe moment? You start trying to go through it. For me, it was a. It's actually kind of weird how easy an answer this was for me, but that redeemed team year, the Olymp, the uh, 08 Olympics, the gold medal game against Spain. Um, I thought just completely summarized everything that that you know people love and and cherished about Kobe, 
And, you know, it was, it was not just the fact that he won and, and he played the central role, but I don't know if you remember, but he knocked Powell square on his ass <laughs> on a play. He was like running through a screen or something like that. It was just, it was everything about Kobe that, that you might want. And, and no, I mean, can I, sorry, I'm sorry yeah. to cut off your moment, but like, can I, I, I can curse on this show, right? Yeah. Like he was just an asshole. Like he just was. And it was like, it was in this endearing way on the court where like, of course, like other teams, like of course, other teams fans, of course, hated it. But like, if you were a Lakers fan, like how could you not love that this guy was like, like, it wasn't just that he wanted to win. He wanted you to lose. Like he was, and he was, I think he took more, yeah, he, he took more enjoyment out of somebody else losing against him than him winning. Yes. I think. Exactly. And like, yeah, like he that that was just it was quintessential Kobe. Yeah, like like somebody that his his, his own teammate, and it's like, bro, like come on, we're about to like we gotta play together Pals in a couple face, months. Pal's like, face on the ground was just like, what the hell just happened? And Pal's like the nicest person ever. I know. Kobe's like going for the knees, like blood, like just trying to undercut him. Like it's like, it's like dude, we're teammates. I I I love that, and then. You know, I think this this part's as important as any other part of that game, but you had a collection, you know, I would probably argue one of the greatest collections of talent that that we have ever seen in the sport. And you, know, you had LeBron, you had uh, Wade on that team, you had Chris Paul, you had, back then it was like the good Darren Williams still, uh, yeah. Carmelo Anthony, Olympic Mellow, right? You had all of the best players and all of the next generation after Kobe, and you know, you always hear it. You people, you know, especially analytically inclined people, kind of mock the way that Kobe is looked up to from his peers in the sport. But this was kind of the ultimate example of that, the nth degree example of that, where all of these players, LeBron was probably already better than Kobe at, at that stage, and uh you know, Wade was heading in that direction because Kobe was, you know, he wasn't declining. He was still in one of his primes, but, uh, you know, one of his lesser primes nonetheless. And, and Wade was incredible in that Olympics, too. Yeah. And and yet when the game got tight and, you know, somebody had to step up, everybody on that team deferred to Kobe. And that was just that that's just another example of a, a whole bunch of people I, I tweeted out earlier. Kobe's probably your favorite player's favorite player, unless, you know, your favorite player is Kobe, in which case he's probably his own favorite player, too. Yeah, no, it's basically unless your favorite player is Lonzo Ball. Yeah, right, right. So I I, I, I just thought that was such a cool game, and it was it, it so completely and fully summarized everything that I loved about the guy, love about the guy. And, you know, I, I, I went back and watched highlights of it. It's an incredible game. It was also really close. It was a really cool setting for, for a close game. And and Team USA probably doesn't win if Kobe doesn't come through in the clutch. And I think I think that's it's just such a cool moment. What's your favorite Kobe moment? I know this is like almost too on the nose, but the one that I kept coming back to today was um, him shooting the free throws on the the, the torn, torn Achilles. Achilles. Like, obviously, that's not my favorite moment as somebody who like, you know, like, like, obviously get, you, watching your childhood favorite player get injured is not like, yeah. so I don't know if favorite's the right word, but I think it's the word. It's the moment 
that epitomizes Kobe to me almost the most. Just in that, like, he was psycho enough to think that he, you know, he had just torn his Achilles, but I better shoot these free throws in case case those pants I come come back back in. Like literally like can barely lift his leg walking to the free throw line, goes and sinks both of them and helps the Lakers make the playoffs just because that was who he was. He wanted to make sure that the team won. Yeah. And and that was after a stretch of like six games where he played like 48 minutes a game. Yeah. You know, because he was so desperate for the Lakers to get to the playoffs. Right. Right. Because once you got there, like, who knows? Like you could figure it out. No more back to backs, all that stuff. And and, you know, I just it's a it's a great one. And again, it's the kind of thing that it's it's it also epitomizes Kobe. That moment also epitomizes Kobe because, like, it, it there isn't a simple "we love Kobe." Like, it's it, there there are levels to uh, looking back on him as a as a player, as a person. You know, looking at his career um, as a member of the Lakers. Like, it's it's not it's not as simple as we just love this guy. But at the end of the day, like the the good so vastly outweighed the bad that he's going to go down, not just I think as the the greatest Laker of all time, but one of the greatest representations of their of an organization that any like any team has ever produced. You you think like Derek Jeter and the Yankees. You can't think Michael Jordan and the Bulls because he went and played for Washington. Uh, but, and just in terms of impacting the yeah. way that the organization does business yeah. and the types of things that they value, like like Michael Jordan left the Bulls. And what have we seen from them since then? Like they almost were like, oh, we're never going to let that happen again where this guy has this much power. <laughs> like they, they almost went the opposite direction. Like the Lakers learned from Kobe how to like give stars what they want, how to treat stars to make other stars want to come there. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like he – Clearly had an influence on Jeannie, who still asks him for advice on things like making role changes and things like that. Like that, Who's that's the out team there. president now? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I was going to say. His agent is the vice president, comma, basketball operations yeah. for the team. And like if that's not having an impact on a team's culture and them wanting to find ways to find their next Kobe or to build in a Kobe-esque way, I don't know what is. And like, you know, I would be shocked if there's not a sta- statue of him in front of Staples by the end of this year. I, I thought about that today and it and it brought tears to my eyes all over again because I'm thinking like most people when 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 that statue goes up, that doesn't normally happen posthumously. Yeah. It's you gonna know? be it's gonna be like probably a sad day, honestly. Bittersweet day. Yeah, somebody said that I, I forget who uh tweeted this out, but I think it was perfect that the statue of Kobe should be him in in Gianna sitting, standing side by side, Kobe wearing number twenty four and her wearing number tw- uh, number eight. I think that would be that'd be a pretty fitting tribute. Let's take another quick second here. When we come back, we're gonna keep on talking about Kobe. See where the conversation takes us. So really, really cool tribute, and I think one that Kobe probably deserves. The Mavs, uh, Mark Cuban announced that the Mavericks aren't going to have anybody wear number 24. They're going to retire Kobe's number 24. Um, I wonder if other teams are going to follow suit. Would you? Think I of- honestly would be kind of surprised if the re- most of the rest of the league didn't follow suit. I'm trying to think right now of like notable players wearing number 24 that they wouldn't want to just like get rid of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't like I can't think of any no. off the top of my head. 
Um, I, I also thought it was really cool that Trey Young wore number eight today. Yeah, I thought so. I thought the NBA handled it really poorly. Yes, the NBA, the corporate entity, yeah. handled it really poorly. I thought yeah. they handled all of this really, really poorly. But I thought that the teams and players individually handled it incredibly, a like an tremendous set of circumstances. Job. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young, I, I think is is going to come to the forefront of everybody's mind here, wearing the number eight. By the way, I want that jersey. Like I don't, I don't own any Atlanta Hawks jerseys, but I really want the yeah. Trey Young number eight jersey. That's for sure. Uh, but but yeah, I thought they handled it really Kobe well. Kobe would respect the uh, marketing ploy of changing your number to uh, sell some extra jerseys. I think if anyone could respect that, Kobe would. <laughs> Absolutely, I think uh, I, I I thought the the first teams because you, you know it's a copycat league, so you had the the first teams. I think it was Denver and who did Denver play? Houston. I don't think they did much, but there was – oh, it was Toronto and the Spurs. Yes. Toronto and the Spurs were the first team to take 24-second uh, uh, clock violations, shot clock violations. And, you know, that's the kind of thing – usually baseball is better known for moments like that. Uh, baseball, you know, happens slower, so you get more time to really kind of take the moment in. But I thought that's such a touching tribute. And also, like, just – so wildly artistically correct that it's eight and 24 are the well yeah the so there was there was the other set of teams and i'm blanking on which two teams were the next ones to play but they did a 24 second violation and then the other team got an eight second backcourt yeah. violation yeah uh to do 24 and eight which is just like yeah i mean he really like that's not his imprint on the game of basketball, but it's just like it's funny how organic that all worked out and like how the universe kind of works in weird ways to like give us opportunity to give them an opportunity like that to mourn him in that way on the court so that people could see it. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, it's it's always been kind of this mind numbing back and forth that's always existed between the analytics guys or, or, or people who you know, hold up James Harden's efficiency and say, you know, he's technically better or more efficient than Kobe right now. I saw somebody trying to do that the other day with uh, Devin Booker and Kobe. And even Devin Booker would slap the person who was trying to do that, right? I feel like that's probably true. And also, (laughs) like, just wildly ignores the fact that it's an entirely different league today. Yeah. Well, but I I thought the, the ways that you know, a the tributes that the players were making, but b also just the the amount of pain on all these guys' faces. You had Tyson Chandler was literally in tears for for multiple possessions. He was sitting there on the bench, just crying and shaking his head. You had uh, PJ Tucker, and th- there's a there's a, a really good picture of PJ Tucker. I think it is Chandler and one more player. Who also like before the game, their game was tipping off, or, or when they were doing a moment of silence, like all those guys are crying. Devin Booker showed a bunch of emotion. Trey Young, as as we said before, he wore number eight, uh, like was weeping into his mom's arms. And a for one thing, like I don't, I'm not really thrilled by you know kind of outing grief. Like I, I think that yeah, can I, I'm maybe torn for a little gross. It's like these are these are moments that illustrate how big of a loss that this was. Yeah. But I also feel like it's a little bit 
it's like grief porn and yeah. I'm not entirely comfortable with like the actual video of that. Although mm-hmm. like now that it's out there, it does give us the opportunity to discuss it. Um, but at the same time, I feel like those guys should have had some level of consent over that, especially the ones that were doing with TV cameras that those guys clearly couldn't even see. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, but, but I, I the point I was going to make those, and, and I, I don't think this can, this point can be made strongly enough. Uh, Kobe's Kobe's value to the league. I was actually kind of I was DMing back and forth with Adam, and Kobe's value to the league. Like every, I I I myself mock the idea of Mamba mentality. It's this kind of cliche, funny today concept. of all days. Really, you had to make the point this way. Well, but uh, you know, I, I guess you know, I I am somebody who has mocked that in the past, and will probably always kind of chuckle when I when I see it. But you know, Kobe did inspire a generation of super hardworking athletes that do follow the, the idea or the concept of quote unquote Mamba mentality. And like that impact on the league is something that, you know, the league is in an incredible spot talent wise right now. And, and Kobe's impact on it, I don't think we can possibly oversell here. And I think like if he was, you know, now he's looking down on everybody the way that he, that, that he is, I think that's something he's always going to be incredibly proud of is the way that the way that he inspired people to really go out and 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 give it your all. Don't be afraid to to hold to not hold back and and pursue greatness and pursue the absolute highest level of greatness that you can possibly attain. Like that's that's so effing cool and and that impact as we saw it from from NBA players today and we're going to continue to see moving forward. Like that's been on a, in a on a really shitty day. That's my favorite thing that I've seen today. It's just the way that these players really, the way that Kobe resonated with all these guys. And it's not just the players either. The It's like, it's the entire world. Like you have Barack Obama tweeting about this, like a former president. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Kobe resonated more with like Chinese fans than probably any player ever has. Yeah. Like, uh, especially not like any American player. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Empire State Building is lit up purple and gold tonight. Like yeah. how many, MSG like how many people do they change the colors of like the Empire State Building? building for like it's not many and like it's also you know like kobe it's not just players that like he inspired to work hard like if there are two people that i can credit for my work ethic it's my dad and it's kobe oh i'm not i'm not one of them no definitely not i mean like showing me how not to work maybe um uh but it's my dad and it's kobe yeah and like yeah, and it's not just me like you down at down at Staples Center. There's like the entire L.A. Live Plaza is filled up with people that the cops were trying to turn away because of the Grammys. Because of the coming. Grammys. And those people had Mamba mentality and they said, no, yeah, they we are going to mourn Kobe tonight. <laughs> like this is Staples Center. Fuck yeah. the Grammys. Um, Literally started chanting that. Yeah. And um, like, like you, you have people. The Lakers opened up the security gates at their facility and are allowing people to come and uh, like contribute to an impromptu memorial there. My yeah. my, my fiance uh, Mia Graviador at Mia A G R A V I A D O R on Twitter. She's behind you as you're as you're trying to spell her name. Uh, no, she just left to go oh, back. But <laughs> she was down there taking some photos earlier, and she's going to go take some more. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just like. Th- This is something that like the whole city has come to a stop today. And I don't know how much that can be overstated. Like I think the world has on some level, but especially Los Angeles and like Southern California 
and like this local community that, you know, like it's, it's sort of like a JFK moment, like where someone's death, like, again, I'm not comparing them in terms of impact on the world. Right. I'm saying from the sense of they died and everything ground to a halt. You're always going to, if you're a Laker fan, you're always going to remember where you were when you found out about sports fan. Yeah. If you're like, if you're, if you don't have to be a Laker fan, like this is something that's always going to like whatever today. Yeah. January 26th, 2020 is always going to, to kind of live on in, in our hearts and minds as a real crappy day, <laughs> a real he tough was never, day. he just never felt mortal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I never thought I never once considered the possibility that I would be writing about Kobe Bryant's death. He hasn't yeah. aged barely in like the last like 15 years. Yeah. Like and he like like I'm surprised he hasn't played through a helicopter crash yet. Like yeah. with all the things that he played through like during his like entire career. Like he like he was never he was always supposed to be invincible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more so than almost any of these other guys. Like if there was no injury that he didn't get up from and like I don't want to minimize this by like turning it back to sports, but it just it makes it harder to comprehend I think even with someone like him who just never seemed like a normal person like the rest of us where yeah. like you know they got cut and they bled and they felt pain and whatever. Like he just was he was different. Yeah, I I think I think what's tough about this in particular, for Laker fans especially, and, and older Laker fans especially, is that like we saw when Magic Johnson announced that he was HIV positive, that was a death sentence. We thought that guy was going to, like, we had a year or so to go with Magic, and that was just it for him. And we were going to watch this icon, the, the brightest star in a city filled, of st- filled with stars, uh, we thought we were just going to watch him dwindle away in the same way that we saw with Freddie Mercury, with with any number of people who who went through that uh, illness, and we haven't. You know, obviously we we haven't. We've we've gotten you know however many thirty years now of Magic Johnson, and uh, to now have Kobe just ripped away from us. At you know, 41 with no prior warning. Yeah, like it, it, it's 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 cruel, you know, it's 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 really it's cruel because you're sitting here celebrating the fact that we have gotten this much of Magic Johnson and uh and and this guy like you said that we didn't consider a a normal human being in the sense that like they fe- they felt pain or uh they were mortal or anything like that to now just you know just unceremoniously ripped away from our, our lives. It's so effing tough. And, you know, like I said, uh, Josh for, um, locked on NBA asked me like, how, how are you or how are people processing? It? And I said, in any number of ways, you know, any number of like there, there's, there are people that spent the day in the fetal position under their sheets. There are people that, you know, hugged their family members. There are people that went out to a bar or went to Staples Center to to collectively grieve. There are. I saw someone tweet that they went to a flower shop to get purple and gold flowers to yeah. bring to the Kobe Memorial. Yeah, and the florist just told them, like, "Don't worry, don't worry about paying for it." Yeah, and and, and again, like, it's just it's you know, grief is 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 not a a uniform thing. People grieve in 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 different ways. Uh, 
But it's really rare that you see this many people collectively grieving something this tragic. This, like this, this is a level of tragedy that nobody could have prepared themselves for. And, you know, it, it's something that we're going to be continuing to process for years down the line. Forever. When, when, they, when they unveil Kobe's statue, we're going to be sitting there like, God, how is Kobe not here taking this in? Would he like this statue? Right? Um, I want to no. see him. If, if it was me and it was up to me and they don't take your idea, you know, obviously I think honoring him with his daughter would be incredible. Yeah. Um, but if they decide to go with like some type of basketball moment, um, that, which I wouldn't be surprised by. Yeah. And, um, I, I would, I would love it if it was him jumping up on the scorer's yep. table, counting them off, uh, after winning his fifth title. Like yeah. that was pure unbridled joy, like in a form that we rarely see it, even in title celebrations. Yeah. I, that's my, that's my favorite kind of snapshot of his career was him, was him getting that. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, that's probably, that's probably my vote for how it's done, but you know, you don't, you know how the the Lakers literally hung Shaq's statue from the second, (laughs) the second story. So who knows how they're actually going to do this? It's, it's just going to be a tough day when that actually happens. It's going to be a bittersweet day when that actually happens because Kobe was supposed to be there. Kobe was – hell, Kobe probably wanted to design the damn thing himself. Yeah, and make it twice as big as Shaq's. Um, <laughs> no, just one inch bigger. Like just yeah. like one <laughs> – Just have them dunking next to each other, but Kobe's taller and his – like he looks buffer. Yeah, yeah. And then he would probably add to Shaq's statue like a gun. And he has more rings on his fingers, despite being playing in the photo. <laughs> yeah. Just an, maybe that's it. It's an eternal him pointing the five on top of the scores table, but they're at, aimed at Shaq's statue. <laughs> that would be the most Kobe way that I think that we could possibly remember him, yeah. is reminding someone, somebody else of how many rings he had. I could see him doing like four on one hand and then a middle finger for the fifth one. Okay. Yeah. I, there we go. We we just found the Kobe, <laughs> uh, the, the peak Kobe statue. Yeah. I think even Shaq would be cool with that. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to do a little bit of laughing here. I, uh, if you guys look, I'm, I'm going to sign off here by by making a couple requests. One, you guys are listening to this. Give your family a hug because you just never know when something like this is going to strike. There is no. There is. Uh, Death doesn't give a single fuck about us. <laughs> the, the the idea that we would choose how we go is none of us get to pick when it happens. Yeah, and, and so because of that, live life it, with that in mind. And then my second request here is to the Lakers: if there's a title to win, if there's a year where the Lakers have a chance at winning a title, and it would mean a ton to actually come through and 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 take care of business here, it would be this one. And to win this championship and tie the Boston Celtics in the year that we lost Kobe, in the year that we lost David Stern, um, that that needs to get done. And I, I really hope now you, you never know what these things. And, uh, it, you know, like whether, none of these whether, guys played with none of these guys played with Kobe other than LeBron and I guess kind of Anthony Davis, like ve- like at the yeah. very end in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But um, like, and none of them probably knew him all that well. I guess Rondo did. Yeah. Um, but if you don't LeBron's think very close this, to him, I think. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So like LeBron and Rondo mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis, I guess, like among current guys. Yeah. Um, and, and Kuzma, I, mm-hmm. I guess I can't forget. Um, like, but anyway, like all of these guys, 
like if you don't think that this is going to give them some type of extra fire and motivation, like I would be very surprised, like if it doesn't. Uh, lead to some kind of thing. And, you know, I, I think that the Lakers will probably wear a patch on their jerseys. Like yep. that's my guess. That's not sourced anything. I haven't even talked. I've talked to no one today. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I'm not going to do the thing where I'm like texting people trying to figure out, you know, stories and What's whatever. Next, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like that, that's just not my thing. And I, it would be, I think like tone deaf, but, um, you know, like, but, I would be surprised if there's not some type of tribute to him done in a season long way, more so than like a moment of silence or something like that. Like I think we may see a 24 patch on these jerseys or something like that. I would, I would be kind of surprised if we didn't. Yeah. I, I think that's where we're probably heading. Um, I hope that's where we're probably heading. Honestly, I hope that we get that. And I hope that this does light a fire under the Lakers asses. I, this championship means so much more now. Uh, it, it already, you know, it was already something that I thought the Lakers had an outside shot at, um, and and obviously it would have been special had they won under under different circumstances. But now this actually feels like, okay, let's actually go win this thing. Let's actually go get this thing and and do it for Kobe. Yeah, we're gonna. It's all gonna come full circle when LeBron goes seventeen for twenty four in like the final yeah. uh, game to clinch it. Uh huh. Like <laughs> with with one fewer just, rebound. It's crazy that this is the day after LeBron passed him in scoring. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. Kobe's last tweet is congratulating LeBron and telling him to move the game forward. Like that's just eerie. Oh, that's that's I I, I forgot. I there was a point that I wanted to make. I think the NBA here is really losing one of its greatest champions. Not just like a literal champion guy who yeah. won rings, but one of its greatest champions, one of its greatest voices in that. You see a lot of former players crapping on the NBA nowadays. Chuck does it. Shaq does it. Uh, you can go on down the line. Jeff Van Gundy, like just right now, I would imagine, is is currently crapping on the NBA in some way, shape, or form. If there's, a, if there's an ABC broadcast tonight, I could tell you he is. Yep. And so, you know, Kobe, though, Kobe celebrated the the evolution of the sport. Kobe celebrated the progress that players were making individually and collectively. And... I really hope that if, you know, if for, if for some reason some former player is, is, is listening to this or has been paying attention, I really hope that they kind of look at Kobe and say, you know what, we should celebrate the league more. We should, we should identify what's actually good about this league and not spend the entire time uh, showing our indifference to the progress that the sport makes. Uh, I, I, he, I, was, yeah. he was just a champion for basketball, period. Like, I actually hadn't thought about it from the refreshing nature of, like, he's a former player who isn't telling me how soft everyone is right. today and how nothing means and anything. And if anybody would, you would think Kobe would. I know. That would be so on brand for him. Yeah. Like, why does everybody else turn into Kobe once they get retired? And Kobe's, like, Kobe's like, yeah, the NBA's awesome. You're right. Um, and, like, my daughter loves Trey Young. Uh, and... Like, but he was a champion for basketball in all of its forms. He was a champion for NBA basketball. He would go to NCAA games when he had a chance. He went and watched LeBron in high school just because he wanted that. He probably was doing a scouting report yeah. because Kobe was crazy <laughs> like that. Um, just like trying to get a head start on like next Kobe, year. Kobe like right now works for Draft Express. <laughs> he yeah. was getting ready to start working for Draft Express. Yeah. Um, and like, but he was a champion for the WNBA for yeah. women's college basketball. Like, 
like he was he coached his daughter's team like he he was just and that was the thing that I think I'll probably remember most was that and what resonated, I think, and allowed him to resonate with so many people was he just had this pure joy for the game yeah. where you could tell that he was someone who if he was not a pro, he would be playing pickup at 24 or at the YMCA or at a park or something because yeah. he genuinely loved the game and loved and was consumed by winning. Yeah, I agree completely. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Lockdown Lakers podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, We might open up the mailbag. We don't really know where this is going to go. Pete probably has thoughts on Kobe that he wants to get out there in audio form. Oh, I would imagine so, yeah. So we'll see see where where this week's uh, shows take us. It's actually, you know, kind of nice that the Lakers have a couple days off so we can pay respects as, as Kobe deserves them paid to him over the next couple shows so we'll see we'll see where that goes again uh i'm sending a hug out to all of you guys i'm sending my love out to all you guys uh today was a real tough day and uh just like i said you never know when stuff like this might strike so you may as well make life you know the live life to the fullest while you're here have a great rest of your day make somebody else's talk to you tomorrow